And welcome everyone to the Jeanette Byro podcast. I am so thrilled to have you guys here joining in as we dive into the world of expanding consciousness. I am a medium, a channeler, and this podcast is an outlet for me to share messages from the Ascended Masters to light beings to archangels and more. And especially, I love sharing the messages from other people on this planet who are exploring consciousness for themselves and willing to share their experiences so that we can all learn because no experience is the same. So thanks for joining the show. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome everyone to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me as always. I'm so grateful to have each and every one of you here. And I am very, very much looking forward to having this awesome conversation with Kevin Semenyuk. Many of you should know about him by now. He is a modern day shaman, as I like to call him, uh, a very spiritual human being who can really walk between realms and do these most beautiful clearings and healings and all of that. And we've talked about it and we'll definitely talk about that more. But today, what we're talking about specifically is one of his beautiful gifts, which is writing stories. He is an amazing storyteller that really allows God, source, creator to move through him in the words of his books. And I have read uh, all of his books, but we're going to talk about one specifically. So before we get into that, Kevin, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you again, as always. It's nice to see you. Yeah, you too. I am very excited to talk about this book. Um, for those of you know, that are I've watching this, yeah, for those of you that are watching this on YouTube, you can see it right now. If you're not watching this and you're just listening to this, it's called Glory and the Making of a Saint. Glory and the Making of a Saint. Uh, you can find it on Amazon very easily. And it is a... Oh, Kevin, this book just moved me. It absolutely moved me. And I love to read. Love to read. And I love books with spiritual content and all of that stuff. But this book absolutely took me on a journey. And to cut right to it, I have to say that my most favorite book that I've ever read is The Alchemist. Um, and many people have read The Alchemist. It's kind of one of those that a lot of people read on their spiritual journey. And it's one that just opens people up. They read it at the right time. I'm going to legit say this, that your book topped it. Wow. And I'm I'm not just saying that because you're my friend and I just think you're awesome. Anyways, I'm not trying to float your boat. I'm actually being totally honest. Your book was similar to The Alchemist, but so much more. Mm. And that's what really blew my mind. Wow. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's it's a book that I really recommend everybody. If you're feeling a call like, oh, maybe I should read that, you should, because there is a spiritual journey in there for you in following the character through the character's experience mm. right and and the way that it unravels and all of that so um to give people a little bit of an idea of your book <laughs> what would you say what would be your synopsis as you said before it's hard like we were talking prior it's hard for me to to um I have a hard time describing what the stories are, any of my books, aside from the poetry or both, because um, any little misstep and you give something away. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's a story about 
a man's journey through what's the best way to say it what's the synopsis on the back can you read it because <laughs> right. um, i'll try to find a different way of to to share something about it okay so on the back it says edwin in even his wildest dreams could not have imagined the path he was soon to walk and the friends he would make along the way mm. I, th I think it's about a man's journey um alongside in partnership with and, and probably through um maybe his his shadow self is his really really human self his conditioned mm -hmm. self and um thankfully he gets to meet a really neat <laughs> really fun kind of group of um companions along the way mm -hmm. uh, in a really interesting way mm -hmm. it's hard it's hard because i i love talking about it <clears throat> um from a witnessing perspective same as you did reading it mm -hmm. um so i get excited when i get to talk about it because i i also was able to experience it and watch it happen in the same way mm -hmm. right? because the because of just because more simply because of how i write I, I i don't ever try to force myself to write i don't make schedules for myself to write um if there's something to say it will knock on my door and we'll we'll find our way through it but i don't force it so i experience it in the same way as the reader right mm -hmm. so where you were excited i was excited where you were sad i was sad which is why I always really like talking about the story. It's just, mm -hmm. um, it'd be great if everyone who's listening has already read it. <laughs> and then <laughs> you don't give anything away, right? Yeah, and then I don't give anything away. It's just a really special story. I had a really, it was a long process, but it was a really, it's a really special story. And it's like a deep journey story. Like he, like you said, like it takes him through his shadow, but it takes him through even the multifaceted nature of himself. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and what it means to be alive in the many mm -hmm. ways that we're alive. And and I have to say to touch on the fact that you're saying like as you it was unfolding for you as you were writing it, too. So you experienced it the same way as the reader. There is so much of that in this book. Like it's not a book that lays everything out right away. And then you kind of move through it with all the knowing like you discover in every page and every chapter. And so the, by the time you get to the end, you're just like. I was speechless and it was mm -hmm. a book that radiated in my mind for like a whole solid day. Like, you know, when you watch a movie and you leave the theater and you're just like, Whoa, and you can't stop thinking about it. Mm -hmm. This was this, like it, for an entire day, it was just con like continually playing in my mind, the many layers that by the time I got to the end, I was like, Oh, well, then this means this, and this means this, and this means yeah. this, and could this yeah. be this? And again, I was texting you and asking you questions of like, well, what about this? And you're like, well, what's your perspective? So mm -hmm. it's so beautifully layered. And I feel like the layering you have in your writing is not something that you can teach. And so this is where I really think this gets into your gift, like mm. your gift or how you allow the consciousness to move through you when you're writing, because this feels like, it is um, written by like an ascended master. This feels like work of the creator. Like, you know how mm. 
in many texts and even in messages from spirit, they speak in layers, right? You can right. listen to the same sentence, but perceive it so many ways. I feel like that's how you wrote the book too. Well, I was very, I, um, it's, it's, uh, through, again, through all of my writing, through all my books, I, especially, well, more specifically the novels, I, I am, I wouldn't say it's a battle, but I'm, I'm very well aware of, um, ego and the role of ego and the curiosity of ego and all of those things. And so I, I feel like I, I do a pretty good job at, um, um, finding a balance between telling the story and allowing the story to be told and mm -hmm. kind of just stepping out of the way. So, um, because I, because it, it should be an experience where, um, it's your experience. I'm, I'm not telling you what to experience. You're experiencing it um, in a similar way to me, but um, the, the grass will smell different. You know, like uh, it, it just, I, those things I really appreciate about, about um, storytelling is, is, is being given that opportunity to um, help the, allow, create the space for the reader to have, Mm -hmm. their own um, singular experience with it. And, you know, you do that so well, though, because I, I want to read, if you're okay with it, I want to read a little sample of exactly yeah. what you're talking about right now, how, like, um, there's a point where Edwin is having a meal, right? In the book, he's having a meal, but what the meal instills in him is such a beautiful memory, which is so profound for him. Again, like, you're taking a simple meal of soup, but the way in which you write about it and expand and invite all of us in to remember or feel into what we recall of a similar experience is just amazing. So if you're okay, I'd love to mm -hmm. read this part. Mm -hmm. So again, like I'm saying, there's this point where Edwin is sitting down for soup. Okay. And I won't give things away with that, but um, this is just some of the imagery in this beautiful story. So uh, he says, this soup was like spending the day outside in the cold rain and being called into the house by your mother, where she met you with a towel and helped to take your wet clothes off at the door. She rubbed your small body dry and snuggled you for a moment before sitting you down at the table in your underwear to have a bowl filled with what she'd been preparing just for you. As you were waiting just minutes for it to cool some, she would ask you about your time playing outside and you would share your curiosity and imagination with her. And she would hang on to every word from where she sat right next to you. Once the soup was cooled just slightly, you took no time in filling your little body with it. And somehow you would end up feeling full and shortly thereafter you fell asleep. The soup itself was filled with stunning flavor and nourishment. However, the experience of consuming such a loving intention made all the difference in the world. So I don't know what kind of soup it was that Birdie set in front of me. And in truth, I wasn't even curious to ask because it was doing all that it could and more for my body, my heart, and my spirit. It kept me in the moment with gratitude and it was able to transport me to a time that I longed for so deeply and with all of my being. Like soup. <laughs> Kevin. Wow. <laughs> it's that almost beautiful. made me cry. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And there's so many moments like this in the book that you write about something that we tend to just pass by. Like, and and you 
You don't tell someone how they need to experience it, but you share an experience which triggers in us memories of different things relating to it. And so like, I remember reading that and it was like, yeah, I know exactly what that moment feels like. And it, it transported me back mm-hmm. to those moments of feeling loved and nurtured and cared for and how profound it is. Yeah. Coming in the back door, all, all of it. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is I could see it too. Like, honestly, that almost made me cry. Yeah, <laughs> Almost made me cry listening to you because that that's how I experienced the, that story. Like I, I experienced it in the same way. Yeah. Um, not to remove myself from, um, from my, I don't know. I, I don't know what even my participation in it or accountability to it, or I don't, I don't know what to say, but yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love being able to, to tell stories that way. I, I like being able to write in that way. I, yeah, because I could feel it. I could I could picture everything when you were saying uh, really as though it was my own experience. But you too, when you read it, had your own experience. You could, mm-hmm. you know, you, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I've never heard. I've never had someone read. Um, I've never heard it like that before. Interesting. I've replayed it in my own mind and going through editing and rereading and um editing is so minimal uh for me with my writing I, I i do my best not to waste any words so i am probably as close to a finished writer as i could be uh mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't break things down i don't start with outlines or not that i'm different or, or better or worse for it it just that's my style of writing mm-hmm. so the most that changes from the beginning to end is just in getting to know the characters and and their dialogue and how they would speak. Because from, especially over like a three or four year period of writing a story, um, you know, when I first meet Edwin, he's going to be a bit more rigid. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, four years later, 300 and whatever pages later, um, I can go back and read and be like, Oh, I don't think he would say it this way, or he would put a different, so the dialogue shapes a little bit differently, but the story is <clears throat> pretty. That was really cool to hear you read that. Thank you for reading that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. There's there's one other smaller paragraph I want to read too, just to give people okay. a sampling of. Um, this is what's going to make me cry. This one you're pushing yeah, to make me cry. Maybe, <laughs> but these are. I mean, there was many that stood out. I have so many earmarkings on this book, but there was the way that. Through Edwin's story, you were able to, I mean, the soup is one example, but then you were also able to speak to, I think, some of the fundamental feelings that all humans on this planet, or I'll say a majority, experience at some point or another, or consistently through their life, is this idea of being abandoned by God, source, creator, spirit. Um, we come onto this planet and we come into this great forgetting that we've all talked about, right? And it's that moment of reconnecting with either our higher self, reconnecting with our spirit guide, whether it be God or just a greater knowing that can be so powerful. And you you write about it so beautifully that when I read this passage, it felt like it was speaking to anyone that read these words. And it felt to mm-hmm. me like the creator moving through you to have this in written form for people 
And so I just, I want to share this little piece. Um, so it's a point where Edwin's having a conversation and um, he so Edwin's having this conversation with an energy that is very present to him. And it says, you were not forgotten. My dear sweet boy, you were not ignored and you were not being punished. She started speaking with a tender love. You were chosen, you were being prepared, and I am so sorry that it was all so painful for you, but there was no other one equipped to carry those burdens with such grace and purpose as you. And I think that is such a beautiful thing because so often when people are reaching out to the universe and to their human life experience and asking why and like what is this happening for why am I being punished I'm trying to do well I'm trying to do right I'm you know why is this happening we fall into feeling completely alone and I love how Mm -hmm. that message is like there was no one but you that could carry these burdens Mm -hmm. and I feel for your pain and Mm -hmm. I feel your heart and I feel how hard you try and I think it is such a beautiful thing to read in all of the context connecting to that too, because it just, I don't know, it felt like a hug from the universe in reading that. And I felt like anyone that would read that would also feel as if it was speaking to them specifically too. Yeah. Because I, because, because it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because the human journey, it's such a trying experience and it it doesn't take a whole lot to feel alone, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I, I think that, I think we all feel, um, forsaken, you know, uh, through chapters, through some with longer legs of the journey, some in shorter, some in moments, some in the shower. And like, I think we all experience that. Uh, I believe we all experience it. There's so many things that connect us as being, brothers and sisters uh like um trial is 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 one of the biggest things and i've talked about it before about um i don't want to get too far off topic but just with tragedy i mean tragedy is always something that brings us together fires uh you know big events traumas things like that we always find a way to be there for each other but it's still not hard to feel alone when you're going through, you know, trudging through the mud. And there's no, uh, there's no class of, of struggle. There's no one is harder than the other. It's all relative to the singular experience, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but yeah, that it, I, it, it can't, it, it was written, it was spoken for purpose in that way of like, I mean, you think of, you think of of Jesus. You think of Muhammad. You you know, like I mean, there's stories of <laughs> these incredible light beings, men. I mean, it's the same with women. It's it's just about being human. But why have you forsaken me? Feeling the the darkness to such a degree that it's inescapable, mm-hmm. and you feel alone. Um, that's not that's not particular to one or two or three people. That's not something that just a handful of people feel. We all feel it. We all, we all feel it in one way or another, but that's part of the, 
it's almost kind of getting tiring to use the word ascension <laughs> mm-hmm. because it's become such a um it's almost kind of become it's almost becoming kind of washed over you know um as a part of jargon but it, there, there's a process here in being human with a with a bigger purpose i i can't speak into the truth of it i can only speak into how i what I believe and how I feel about it and, and through the work that I do. And it's similar, very similar. And I mean, you, you know what, what I'm talking about because you do it, you deal with it every day. Mm-hmm. And so there is something I, I, I can't, I can't sell fact or truth, but I believe, and I don't believe because it's something that keeps me comfort. I believe because, because I know, but, but that doesn't mean that that is, complete fact it, it, it just it just it resonates so deeply with me that there's nothing to sell it, it's in this it's in the it, it's i mean it's in the it's in the book it's in this it's in the way that we talk it's in the way that we share with each other it's the thing that we have inside of us that gets us up in the morning regardless of how miserable we were when we went to bed it's the thing that no matter how bad we want out we fight to stay in mm-hmm. you know that that that's that mm-hmm. that's that that's that same thing that's for lack of a better word, um, and probably no greater word than that is it's faith. Mm-hmm. And it's not faith in an afterlife or a heaven, or it's just, it's just faith and purpose. You know, we all know and that that's where the hardship and the struggle comes from is, is not being able to understand the knowing that we have. It, it's not a not knowing it's a knowing. And that's where the battle is. Mm-hmm. Why can't you see me? Why can't you hear me? How long do I have to stand in the rain with my hand up? Like, yeah, you know, yeah. like it, it, it's not for a not knowing. That's not where the struggle comes from. It's from a knowing. Sorry if I just went on a rant, but no, I like it. No, and it's it's so valuable for this time because even as you were talking, I'm like this. This is literally a book for our times right now. And then at the same moment, I was like, no, but this is a timeless book. Like this book could be read uh, a couple hundred years from now and it mm-hmm. would still have an impact. So in a sense, it's totally timeless. Like that's the thing that I find so interesting. And all of your writing is beautiful. And I've always said that very truthfully and like sweeping with God, one of your other books, um, would now be my second favorite of all of your series. Um, mm. But like, even in how you wrote in that one, like there's there's lessons and learning, but the fact of this book, Glory in the Making of a Saint, this one gets deeper. Like this one felt like it was speaking to the very core of my being, like beyond my humanity. And it mm-hmm. it brought my humanity in there with a warm cradled hug, but mm-hmm. then it went deeper. And by observing Edwin's journey, I found that I was questioning myself and going deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. And then that's why by the end, it just was like radiating this energy. Like it just touched something so within my core that there was a frequency change. Like, honestly, we could say it in so many different ways, but it's such a valuable read for, I think, anyone that can comprehend it, like gender, age, um, social class, whatever, because it speaks to the core aspects of being a being, conscious being. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe we should take it out of um, production and go stash it in a mountain somewhere. 
Yeah. And leave it for, <laughs> see what happens in a couple hundred years. Right. Just hide it in a, yeah. uh, in yeah. like a clay container. Yeah. And then someone will come out and be like, ah. here it is. Scripture. <laughs> yeah. I wrote, it was, it was told the story was, I mean, it was shared with me in that way. And I found a way to deliver it as patiently and as best as I could. And again, like I have to find room for my talent and willingness or whatever you want to call it to be a part of it. Uh It's like with all of my writing, I, I don't completely understand. I don't really understand it, but it's the same way with the, with ceremony and the healing work. Like I don't completely understand it. I just kind of show up and, and, and let God you know, I just let it happen. I just kind of just let it happen as, and try to stay out of the way as best as I can. Mm-hmm. But the experiences that Edwin had, um, you know, I've had. Mm-hmm. I'm having some. You know, where I, I, it's it's a it's a part of being human, and and it's a part of the process. But I, um, it's not about a light at the end of the tunnel or shining a light on the darkness necessarily. It's just about just understanding the, you know, that this really is a process and it, it, it's not so much about tests and challenges as it is just about surrendering and, and kind of, um, letting go, you know? And then I think too, though, like in that, the beautiful things that can occur when we do let go. Right. Yeah. And like that co-creation with the universe when we do let go of our need mm-hmm. to control every aspect. Yeah, well you think of your you think of you know him talking even just about the soup and his experience with the soup and, and what that how that felt. And um those moments are there for the taking. Like they they're consistently there for the taking. As mm-hmm. as children, um this is not to blame the world or not to blame adults or parents or growing up or any of those things that often um, kind of sadly misshape us. Um, but it's, it's not, it's not for fault or fail. It, it's, it's just part of, it's just part of the process. And then there's a stripping down that has to, has to come in afterward. You know, the, the, the we're, we're built in a way um, primarily to, be safe and to take care of ourselves and self preserve like, you know, mm-hmm. so a lot of the conditioning that we receive over time that hardens us ultimately often hardens us is not, it's not for fault or fail. It's just, it's just how it works. It's, it's the mind, the body um, doing its job to keep us alive, to keep us safe. Um, and then, you know, because fear is a part of who we are. It's a primal part of who we are. We are built with that. It's in our DNA, right? Mm-hmm. Not to get too far away again, but so being a child, it's not, of course, I mean, there's plenty of children in the world. There's, I mean, there, there's lots of suffering and always, but a child has the best opportunity to experience life in that way. Unconditioned, you know, um, mm-hmm not misshapen, not yet misguided, you know? Um, so th- that, that it, it's not gone from us. It's not gone from us to, to approach the day, just the day, you know, just the day you, 
we can't deny bills and all of the adult responsibilities that we accumulate, right? We can't deny those, what we call stresses, right? But we've turned them into those things, mm-hmm. right? But there's still a way to get out of bed and approach the day, just the day, just the day. My dad told me not long before he passed away, like, just Kevin, just take care of the day, just today, just worry about today. And tomorrow will take care of itself if you're lucky enough to get it. You know, and mm-hmm. we don't, we, we lose sight of that because we're so far ahead um, planning the moments when we will get to be happy or when we're allowed to be happy or I can't be happy until or I'll be happy when. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But the happiness is there. The joy is there. It's just about trying to walk the path that not of least resistance, just the, just just the path that was set out for you. The story is just about really just reconnecting with the the just the the beauty of of being human and the availability of love and and joy and laughter and and um, friendship and communication and I mean there's so many beautiful conversations in that story between such a wonderful group of different beings and understanding and uh, teasing and playfulness and even around the darkness and even around the heavy stuff, it's still light and there's still opportunity for light and it doesn't have to be as dreadful and heavy and, you know, um, yeah, I really like that story so much. Mm Mm-hmm. And I remember oh, yeah. you, while you were writing it, a couple of times you would text me and you'd be like, oh my gosh, this part that just came out, I was just bawling, like bawling my eyes yeah. out writing it. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to read. What is this? Yeah. There's a handful yeah. of those. Like there's a, there's, there's a handful of those for me. I, I mean, there's a couple parts in there that I cried multiple times and I was fully well aware of what I was reading into and reading out of like, I would, but, but there's a couple points in there. That I mean, the soup part, I, I, I'm, I'm that that moved me, it moved me to hear, but it moved me to read. Mm-hmm. And um, I get also the comment, the, uh, the second um, little excerpt that you read as well, it did the same thing to me when I, yeah. when I, that's what I find I so it. neat though. Like, that's when you know something is so, uh, when you're really a part of something is when although you're creating it in our physical reality, it's moving through you and you are like this link, right? I find that to be such an amazingly sacred thing. And I find that so cool that it's completely evident in this book is how Mm. much, yes, you were a part of the writing of it, but you also deeply experienced it as it moved through you Mm -hmm. from something more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sweeping with God was like that too. There's a part in Sweeping with God in the hospital where um, they're in the hospital and Tyler's sitting in a chair waiting outside the room and uh, in the hallway and John comes in and uh, he's singing and dancing and I can't quite remember the song. That book is filled with so many good song references, like lots of Sam Cooke. And so is this one though you reference so yeah, much this good one music in here yeah yeah I was like i need to make too. a playlist of these yeah <laughs> yeah you know what it's funny because i thought of a way but i can't because of trademarking and stuff but copywriting oh. and everything but i thought of i used to think of like 
I wrote Sweeping with God with the intention of it one day becoming a, a film. So like even in the in, in the final scene, I pictured the credits rolling and things like that. I didn't write it like to be a movie. I just wrote this. I just told the story. But mm-hmm. um, there's a part in that when they're in the hospital and then and John comes down the hall and he's singing and dancing and Tyler's miserable. And where I was when I wrote that, I was pacing back and forth in the hall where I was when I when that was coming to me. So I experienced it in the same, mm-hmm. in the same way. So thankfully, with all sugar, grace, and October, all of them, I've been able to experience um, my writing in that in that same mm-hmm. kind of really tangible way, where I can feel and experience all of it. I'm, I'm thankful, and I probably don't realize it or, or pay mu- as much attention as I should to, like to that to that kind of offering. That I, you know, like, because it is, it is pretty special. It's a weird thing, um, like, to try to understand, which makes it a harder thing to explain. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe for fear of judgment too. I'm not sure, but because, but it is a really, it's a cool thing to be able to experience that. Mm-hmm. That's why, like. I always just want to talk about it. I can't wait for people to read it so I can talk about it. And not because I want my tires pumped or anything. I don't need to hear about what a great writer I am. I just want to talk about the story. Mm -hmm. I genuinely just want to talk about the story. Like, hey, you remember that part? Or what do you think of that part? Like, I was doing it to you as soon as you texted me that you were done. I'm like, please, please reach out when you want to talk about it. Because I just want to talk about it. I love it so much. Yeah. I just love it so much. It was just so beautifully delivered and well-crafted and yeah yeah it's it's stunning it's it's significant to anyone's journey so I mean that being said I absolutely highly recommend anyone who's listening to get this book for your own self honestly it it will do something it will ignite something clear up something shift something because it's just so beautiful and so I will put the link to Amazon in the description box below, whether you're listening on the audio or on YouTube, it'll be below as well. Um, is there anything else you want to say about it before we wrap up? No, I think just enjoy, just enjoy for anyone who picks it up. Just, just enjoy. Thank you to anyone who reads it, but just enjoy it. Mm-hmm. You know, someone asked me a long time ago, I, just, I think my first book of poetry, who's this for? Who's it for? Like, what's your niche? What age? What? And I'm like, it's just for anyone who picks it up. Just mm-hmm. for anyone who picks it up. There's something in it for everyone. Yeah. In one way or another, whether it's a paragraph, a page, a sentence, two sentences, the whole book, whatever it is, there's something in it for everyone. I, 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 I stand on that. I believe in mm-hmm. that firmly. Right. I agree. I agree. It's so yeah. unique. It's so unique. Flies, fly that I just can't get rid of. Ah, okay. Well, I will. Um, yeah. So I'll put a link, and I also want to recommend to everybody else. If you, literally, that is the fly's wing. Yeah, I saw that. That's yeah. Um, sorry for those of you that were watching the video. The fly landed right on the fly. We'll go fly spiritual meaning and see what it is. Yeah. Right. Seriously. 
Um, I recommend to everyone to, if you're looking for some good summer reading, check out all of Kevin's work. I have all of the books and they're all stunning. They really are. So, um, and they can be read in any order. So whichever one you're drawn to, but definitely Glory in the Making of the Saint, for sure. This is a summer 2023 must have. So thank you so much, as always, Kevin, for joining me yeah, and sharing you. your gifts and your heart and all of that of on course. the podcast. Thank you yeah. for giving me the space to do so. Absolutely. And I look forward to having you back. I look forward to being back. All right. Okay, everyone. Thank you, Jeanette. You're welcome. Have a beautiful rest of your day. And I